let me ask you a question. Why the hell do people keep getting married? You know what I mean? Isn't anybody looking at the stats? What's it like, three out of four marriages go right down the drain now? People, if you were going skydiving and they told you three out of four parachutes weren't gonna open, you'd be like, yo, forget it, I'm not going. Human beings were not meant to sit in little cubicles staring at computer screens all day, filling out useless forms and listening to eight different bosses drone on about mission statements. Robert Frost said, two roads diverged in the wood and I, I took the one less traveled by. And that has made all the difference. You got a dream, you got to protect it. People can't do something themselves. They want to tell you, you can't do it. Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it. This is Breaking Norms, a podcast dedicated to topics like following your dreams at all costs and the pitfalls of societal norms. And now, discussing everything from online dating to the horror of having a real job. Here are your hosts, Noah Groniger and Clint Schweitzer. Hello and welcome to Breaking Norms. I'm Clint Schweitzer alongside Noah Groniger. And today we are going to be delving headfirst into the cesspool that is online dating. Noah, what if I told you that 40% of Americans use online dating? Here's the problem though. 52.4% of them are men. 47.6 are women. To me, it's doomed from the get-go, but boy, it's going to be a fun ride as we tackle this topic today, which you guys voted on on our Facebook page um, over at uh, Breaking Norms on Facebook. Thanks for voting. We're going to have another topic uh, up for discussion next week. Noah, today it's finally happened. Online dating. It's time to swipe left, my friend. Let's do it. Clint, I don't know if you've ever been someone's redneck Romeo or if you've ever found your perfect girl who was classy, sassy, and smart-assy, but those are just some things we've seen on the profiles. We'll get into all that and more here, but yeah, like you mentioned, those numbers there are kind of staggering. There's more men out there in the pool than there are women, so like you said, it's doomed from the get-go. Yeah, and uh, according to the statistics I'm reading, um, this is via eHarmony, which is uh, actually a real dating site that you have to pay money and subscribe to. And I don't know if, uh, if that affects things more than just, say, a, a free site like a, a Plenty of Fish or a Bumble or a Tinder. But they say 20% of people found their current mate via online dating. That seems kind of low considering how prevalent it is. And that 60% of women are not actually there for a hookup. 60%, are you kidding me? Have you ever ran into a woman's profile that says, yes, it's stamped on my forehead. Please, here's my phone number, hit me up, let's meet. And I certainly don't believe that 40% of females are online looking for only a hookup. That does not seem right. Uh, Could be wrong, not an expert, but uh, you know, we have a little of experience here and I don't know, it seems a little high to me. It does. Uh, Like you said, they're not advertising it at least. Uh, Maybe they've done some delving in and found some research that uh, really solidifies those numbers. But to me, I mean, I've never seen anything advertising it, like you said, on a a profile. Have you? Definitely not. Um, We're going to be talking about some of the types of uh, females that we found online. We're going to be getting some help from askajerk.wordpress.com which uh, kind of gives you a little rundown of some of the, the women type that we've found. I mean, both of us have tried our hand at online dating over the years. We'll share a couple stories each. We, uh, we actually, Noah, have a story, an online dating story from you that is going to, in fact, 
later on down the road span an entire Breaking Norms episode because it's that epic of an online dating snafu. Um, just do you want, set the scene for that a little bit and what we can look forward to down the road. Uh, yeah, we can. Uh, this will be in a later episode, like Clint mentioned. But uh, just to set the scene a little bit, uh, her name was Rachel, and we had an amazing first date. Um, she came over again with one of her friends later on, and I thought things were going well. She asked me to come visit her. Uh, she was doing some blood drive in uh, St. Joseph, Missouri, about 50 minutes north of me. She asked me to come hang out. Uh, I did. And after that, it was just a series of unfortunate events that uh, apparently kept happening in her life uh, that she couldn't break away. She couldn't get free. She couldn't see me. And uh, I stopped talking to her for about six months, like whatever. And then she comes back into my life asking a crazy question. And this story just has so many twists and turns and unbelievable events that you won't believe it. So please stay tuned in a future episode for that one. You're definitely not going to want to miss out on that. We're going to call that episode the Rachel epidemic because it is one of my favorite stories I've ever heard. We've gone through it like note for note several times throughout our lives on some of our various long road trips. And I, I can't wait to unveil that one. That's going to be saved for another day. This is about kind of um, how we got into it. It was for me around 2011. I tried my hand at it. What do you remember from kind of the, the genesis of, of you giving it a try? Maybe your first like horror story, something that really stands out of like, wow, what am, am I doing here? Like, because I mean, obviously when it comes down to it, I mean, online dating is, is a complete cesspool. We know what some of these sites do and what they are used for. Um, for some people it's worked. It's great. There are certain sites that probably are, are good at, at matching people. I mean, there's pay sites out there, but I'm talking about the bottom of the barrel, the absolute uh, scourge of the dating world. We're talking POF. We're talking Tinder and, and ones like that, OkCupid. Okay, That's what we're sticking with here. The free ones that anyone can be a part of. There's no contract. There's, there's no subscription. Like This is just throwing your name in a hat and seeing what sticks, basically. <laughs> it absolutely is. I remember like my first kind of delve into it, um, just sending out messages very unique and personable to their profiles and just really not hearing a lot back. And then some would and you'd get invested and then just some ex-boyfriend would come in the picture. I've met someone else. I'm talking to 50 other guys and, and you kind of got invested. You're talking for several weeks or months and, and then all of a sudden, poof, they're gone and you got to start the process all over again. Here we go. And uh, so I didn't like that. But I remember one of uh, the first like early on dates that I had um, go out with this girl and then uh, a few dates later on, she invites me over to her house. It's it's off Truist here in Kansas City. That is a uh, seedy, rough area, if you're not familiar <laughs> here. And uh, uh, I, I wasn't great at uh, driving and directions. And just, of course, on Truce, like, it's a very busy road. And I just had to stop and pull into her just small driveway there. And I'm just, like, horrified as cars, like, are stopping behind me, having to swerve around me. And I'm just sitting there with my blinker on. I got to get in this driveway, please. And I finally get into it. And I pull up and there's a cat just running across the driveway. And then I see her come out in just these ratty old PJs. <laughs> they look like dirty and like the holes in them. I'm just like, what have I gotten myself into here? I'm off, I'm off truce. Like the first date was okay, but I think I may have bitten off more than I can chew here. She gets the cat and she's like, oh, come on in. I'm just like, oh, I kind of want to get in the car and drive away. But uh, 
Uh, obviously, I didn't say that out loud. That's what was going through my mind. And we start walking through a door and I realize, wait, there, there's no door. There's just this blanket or like sheet hanging from just the door frame. And she just like swipes that by and we walk in. I'm like, yeah, this is definitely uh, not going well. I want out of here immediately. We walk in, I have some movies. She's like, sits down and we're just going. She's like, oh, I thought we'd talk first. I'm like, all right. And uh, we start talking a little bit and then she just pulls out like a, uh, something to smoke marijuana and she's starting to put buds in there and light it up. And I'm what is like, a bud? My face. What is that? <laughs> now, uh, what is a bud? You are asking the wrong man. I said she pulls I, out something to smoke marijuana with. I should probably know the word for that, but I, this is just so out of my world. I have no clue. And uh, I remember her saying, I'm going to get a bud out and put it in, I guess, just a little clump of marijuana. I don't know. I'm lost. You're asking the wrong guy this question. Uh, but she starts lighting that up and smoking. And I'm like putting my shirt over my face because I hate the smell of that. And she's like, really? Like, you can't even sit here with your shirt down and just be here? And I'm like, well, it smells horrible. So no, I can't. I was, do you really have to sit here and smoke this when I don't like it? And she's like, well, you're in my house and these are my rules. So I'm going to do what I want. And I'm just like, okay, definitely. Like everything from the word go has gone wrong here. And then I'm like, so I guess just watch a movie. Uh, what, which, which one? And she's just like, I don't care. You pick one. And I'm like, well, yeah, um, I think we're good here. She's like, what are you really leaving? And I'm like, yeah, I just think she'd probably go. Uh, <laughs> so I just get up and walk out, move the sheet away and get in my car and drive away. And I was thinking uh, maybe this online dating thing uh, is like you said, a cesspool and it's just not meant for me. And I should just cut my losses here and never go back. So obviously we both have some kind of some stories like this, but I mean, eventually what this sort of leads to is the idea that when you, think about doing it or you set up a date with someone and you're going to go, you, you wind up regretting it. No matter what the circumstance is, it, you, you wind up regretting it. You think about, God, I could be home right now eating and watching great things. Like, what am I actually doing? Like the idea of it in your head, I think that's what online dating provides sort of just this like erythral sort of fantasy world that like when you thrust it into existence, it's not the same. You wish you were just at home. It's almost like the people don't actually exist. And when you meet them, you definitely wish that they didn't. You, you follow me there? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You, you get there, you, you build this up in your head that it's going to be this great experience. You've had this great uh, talk and kind of connection and discussion online. And uh, you get to the date and it just falls flat. And you're like, wow, I really misjudged this, and this is a cesspool. I just want nothing to do with this. Not only that, but according to eHarmony.com, 48% of online relationships end through email. And uh, I, you know, I'm pretty sure by email, they mean some sort of electronic means, like a text yeah. or something, which is sort of, this is what has perpetuated the ghosting culture. The idea that what I talked about earlier, that this is almost sort of an, an, a fantasy world where it, you're not really dealing with quote unquote real people obviously you meet and people hang out and date and, and all that, and it becomes real. But the idea that you could just end it through a text, uh, an email, whatever the case, uh, and that's really what started ghosting it, to me. I mean, that's how kind of that took off is the idea that you could just end it with someone so quickly. Oh, met someone else by, no chemistry by, all that stuff is so easy to do when you have no investment in someone other than just in an online capacity. Am I right? Yeah, I mean, you don't have to meet them face-to-face. -face. You don't say, let's meet for coffee, and I got some news, and I'm going to break this to you. I, 
I'm really invested in this. We have a relationship. No, it's like we went on one date, two dates, or we've been talking all this time. We've gone on three dates maybe. And, and I can either, yeah, say no chemistry, bye, or just don't feel it. Or my ex-boyfriend's back in town, or I met someone else. Or you could just extreme ghosting and just fall off the face of the earth and just never message back, block their number, block them on uh, whatever app you're using and never have to speak to them again. You don't have to deal with it. You don't have to feel the effects of you hurting someone's feelings or them getting angry at you. You can just fall off the face of the earth and they don't have any way to contact you and it's over. Well, let me tell you, one of my early stories that sort of set me off on a path of knowing that this was not for me uh, it included meeting someone, um, this is in the Kansas, in the Crossroads District of Kansas City, and again, I, I live up in Gladstone, I'm from the suburbs, and I'm like, I don't go downtown all that much unless there's a concert at Sprint Center, so I'm like, okay, in the Crossroads, it's this restaurant I've never heard of, and you know, again, just kind of out of my comfort zone, and I'm like, okay, you know, I'm down here, and she's picked this all out, and she seems one of those kind of snarky, I don't, I don't eat at chain restaurants type girls, you know, don't take me to a Texas roadhouse. I only eat local. <laughs> so that's sort of where this began. I'm already horrified enough. But um, after the dinner, again, it's kind of, this is an old restaurant. It's not there anymore in Kansas City called Nika's. And it was like, it, it was like a Louisiana kitchen type place, a, a kind of Creole. And in the back, it was kind of an old building and in the back. I was taken after dinner to a nude burlesque show in the back of this restaurant. And I mean, I'm thinking here, the date's over, like pay for this, get out of here. The girl, it wasn't, a, she wasn't a complete nightmare. It was just one of those, okay, you don't feel anything, just kind of get out of here and go on your separate ways. But little did I know, there was a lot more in store for me on this date because I'm <laughs> going to a nude burlesque show in the back of this restaurant where a woman is dressed up like Pee Wee Herman from Pee-wee's Big Adventure, prancing around, doing the dance to uh, to the tequila song from Pee-wee's Big Adventure with the high heel flats and all. And um, it was just a, a harrowing experience. I wanted out of there. It was one of those deals where you felt trapped. The room's really small. People were packed in there. I don't understand what this is. What's a nude burlesque show? I had no clue. And here I am trapped in here, like can't get out. Uh, it finally ends. And it ends with her telling me that she wants to try her hand at this someday. And not only that, but which night this week are you making me dinner? And I replied, let me tell you something about the dude here, you know, kind of going all big Lebowski on her. Like, I, you know, I don't cook. I don't know how to make anything. I eat like an eight-year-old boy. And that, what just happened in there is absolutely not for me. Like, this is done. Like, can never ha have this happen again. And, and I remember just the feeling, the relief washing over me as I got to my car and began my... 15 minute drive home like I finally got home and I'm like immediately putting on like an old Chiefs game or anything to get just that memory out of my mind it was horrifying yes did I continue on and, and try a little bit down the road of course but man that set me off on a course and I was huh just reliving that just made me shiver a little bit man that I don't even think you can top that one you've never been stuck in a building at a nude burlesque with a woman dressed like Pee Wee Herman not even you had that one happen I can't say that I've had that happen, no. And uh, as far as the dinner thing, I've never had anyone ask me to make them dinner. I've had people ask me, uh, do you know how to cook? And I'm just like, yeah, I mean, do you want some Easy Mac here? you want some Pop-Tarts? you want some Eggos and a toaster? Uh, I might be able to put a pizza in an oven, a frozen pizza. That's what, and, and then they stop talking to me. They're like, oh, no, I've got to have my man make me a romantic dinner. And I'm just like, well, yeah, then this isn't going to work. Goodbye. Um, but I... 
I've never had the Pee Wee Herman burlesque show experience. I can't say that that's a unique one. I'm not sure how many people in America can say that they've had that pleasurable, fun experience, that unique one. She was taking you on an adventure. I feel like you should have uh, seen that through and gone down the, the road of romance with her, but uh, I guess that didn't happen for you. It's really funny, like starting the process of online dating, like you really see the differences in levels of fear going into it between men and women. Like it's so radically disproportionate. Like guys' number one fear with online dating is you're gonna show up to the date and the girl's not gonna look exactly like her photo, right? That's generally the fear guys have, right? She'll be a bit bigger, right? <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> Women's number one fear is that they're gonna be murdered. <laughs> so that's how radically disproportionate that is. Guys are just like, I hope she's not an uggo. Women are like, I hope my head's still with me at the end of this date. Uh, it did not, and you know, and as we kind of are kind of going around everywhere here, we're sharing our stories. We're kind of delving into the whole psyche behind online dating. I want to just run through with you a few um, types of women. This is according to askajerk.wordpress.com. This is the type of woman that we meet. Now, I'm sure women have their own list of types of men that they meet. And I'd say that list is pretty short and, dis and uh, non-distinguished because what are 85 uh, and probably 90, 95% of guys uh, looking for in an online relationship? That's pretty obvious. But uh, for women, I'm going to throw this one at you. Um, there's 10 uh, types of females here, according to askajerk.wordpress.com. You just tell me if you've ran into any of these types. We have the Miss Obviously Cliche. This I is love funny. This, one. this is, hi, my name's Tiffany. I love to laugh and have a good time. I like movies, good food, good music, good things. I really enjoy great things, but I hate things that are gross and bad. I love my loved ones. I eat breakfast. I live life to the fullest. Miss that was Obviously a great one. Cliche. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love to laugh. Like, who doesn't love to laugh? I like good things. Like, I love eating and watching great things. So, I don't know. Maybe I like this Tiffany girl. Is there a profile on here? I need to go see her. Okay, how about this one? Miss, I have no friends, so all my pictures are in the bathroom. Yes, that's always a good one. You want them completely just suffocating you, surrounding you, just assimilating to your life and loving everything that you do because they have no life of their own. That's what every guy's looking for, right? How about Miss Oh My God, like I've been places. This girl has no prof profile pictures of her face, just her outline against a famous landmark. I get it. Your dad was rich and you traveled. I don't care where you've been. I want to know what you look like now. And I don't care that you're pushing on the Leaning Tower of Pisa. This is a, a huge one. It's maybe more of an adventurous type, so can't fully, you know, put it down. But you do see this one out there. Um, you've got Miss I'm Hot, Look at Me. That's pretty obvious. Um, very attractive in the pictures. You wonder if it's a fake or not. Like probably half the time these are fake accounts. But um, if so not- We both talked to, mm -hmm, was our profile name. <laughs> yeah, this is the kind that's going to give you a one word answer back, right? If at all, how's it going tonight? Good. You up to anything fun? Nah. What are you going to be doing Good. tomorrow? Dunno. <laughs> yeah. Right? Oh, those are my favorite. I love those. Just asking her questions. She's okay. Yeah, I don't know. Like, just I uh, can't get anything out of you. Like, would you like to go on a date? Yeah. Well, like, that's when. Th like, I don't know. That, that's the girl that has no specific skills in the world other than being attractive, and that's going to get her pretty far. Just nowhere with us. Here's one that would be a real kryptonite for you and and me to a lesser extent. But this is Miss. I've read more books on you than you. Um, she her half of her profile is uh, her top list of favorite books. When you admit that you haven't read any of her books, she's going to tell you, oh my God, read a book. 
Yeah, I've had that one many a time because they're like, hey, I love books. And what's the last book you read? And if I'm being honest and trying to come up with something, I say, well, the last real book I read was in 1993. Uh, it's the book Class Clown. Uh, it was for a reading wheel uh, experiment project. And we had to pick a book and do a presentation on it. And it's probably the last full book I read. So uh, I remember uh, having applying for a library para job at a school. And they asked me, oh, what book do you like? And I was just panicked. I was like, I don't know. Dr. Seuss, uh, like in my head, I was just going through books and like thinking uh, Jurassic Park. And then I just, some reason, uh, my, an old philosophy class I had in college jumped out at me and I was like, uh, Sophie's Choice? I, <laughs> and they looked at me just like horrified, like Sophie's Choice, like that's the book you're coming up with. And of course I didn't get the job because of that. So it's uh, hurt me in many occasions. I didn't get the date with this girl. I didn't get a job. So apparently I need to read more books. That's the moral of the story. Here's one that has uh, at some point affected all of us in some way, and it's come back to haunt us probably without us being able to do much about it at the time. It's Miss Photoshop. We all know this type. We know girls and their use of camera wizardry to make themselves look mildly attractive to the um, oblivious male eye. And we've all been had before by Miss Photoshop. Noah, take us through this. Have you been had, have you been taken to the cleaners by, by Miss Photoshop before you get there? And, this, and, and the, the Photoshop girl from the pictures that says things like, no makeup, I swear, is not the girl that shows up to meet you at the Olive Garden, is it? It is not. We've both uh, been victim to this. I'm sure many people have, uh, especially when you first get on there, you're kind of naive. You're not sure how it works. You just think everyone's honest in the picture. I mean, how can they really just morph that picture into something that doesn't represent them at all? But I don't know. Girls, like you said, are just wizards with camera angles and, and they, they've got a pretty face and then they show up and they're 300 pounds. They just misrepresented themselves. Uh, their profile said athletic or average, and that's not what they are. And they walk in, you're just like, wait, you're sitting down, you're the, wait, you're not the one in the profile picture. Like, I guess I could see the face, but this isn't adding up and, and you're just horrified and you have to get out of there. You feel bad. You're not sure what's going on. You feel uh, victimized almost in a way like you're just, yeah, I've been lied to, I've been misled and, and you have to sit through this whole date and, and be as nice as you can, but you just want to get up. You lied to me. This is horror. I'm leaving, but you don't do that. You just got to be nice and play it through and, uh, you mentioned Olive Garden. That was one of them. And at the end, she wanted to go back to her place or see a movie. And I just was like, oh, I just had time for this dinner. Uh, I had to help my family with something else. And I got to go. I'll talk to you later. And, and uh, after I got home, I was just like, yeah, you lied to me about your picture. And this just isn't going to work. I, I want someone who's going to be honest and, and confident in who they are and not have to hide it. And so uh, I definitely let her, tried to let her down as easy as I could, but uh, that stuff goes on. It's horrifying when you finally meet the person in person and it's not what you're thinking from the pictures. Well, last one I want to run by you here and we'll get to a few more stories. Um, Miss Super Depressed. Now, this one is one that I would run into quite frequently. It's the one that says, I'm giving this another try because basically no one will uh, date my mopey self, uh, but this is the last time. Her pictures are made up of her covering her depressed face with her hair and taking several pictures uh, with random, random covered lenses to hide her sadness. She wants to overstate her desire that she does not need a man in her life, that she can do this all on her own. And um, you're better off just going to the bar and rolling the dice than dealing with these. These ones are uh, very <laughs> over the top, very dangerous. And you get into a conversation with one of these types and uh, your day is just not going to be the same. 
it's not or if you go on a date with them and they put all everything that's happened to them in previous relationships from previous guys previous experiences they've had online they put it all on you and they're saying you're not going to do this to me and you're not going to do this and you better not do this and i've had this happen and if you do this i'll t i'll rip you to shreds it's just like whoa like you cannot put all your past on this new experience you've got to take it for what it is and and they can't do that and that's a scary thing like you said and steer clear if you see a profile like that that mentions well this is my last time i'm going to give this one more go and like just steer clear from that they have got to get their own stuff in order their own mental space cleared before they can move on and before you should enter into anything that resembles that well, askajerk.wordpress.com did sort of leave one off, and this is a big one. And to me, it's called the Redneck Romeo Girl. This is the girl that loves hunting, <laughs> mudding, fishing, Cole Swindell, Chris Stapleton. God damn it. Kip Moore, Brantley Gilbert, backs of trucks, four wheelers. This girl is looking for her redneck Romeo. And Noah, I hate to say it, but these are ones that I, I really can't relate to in pretty much any way, shape, or form. And I, I, I know you've had some run-ins with uh, the redneck Romeo girl. Yeah, I mean, uh, you want to go catch some crawdads? Uh, what, what, what did you just say to me? I, I'm going to have to have you run that by me again. What exactly, 100%, I'm not quite... Uh, confident in what is a crawdad, what are we catching, how do you catch them, what's going on, and uh, yeah, I mean, just all the country music, the hunting, fishing, mudding, I don't do any of that, I don't own a four-wheeler, uh, I don't own an ATV, I don't own a pickup truck, I don't have a gut, I don't have overalls, I don't have anything that says John Deere, I don't own a gun, uh, I don't go to the shooting range, so this just isn't really going to work. I don't have, I don't live on a farm. I don't have a tractor. I'm sorry. I'd love to help you out here, but this is just outside my wheelhouse. I, it's just not me. Hey, you may not uh, drink Natty Light and Pabst Blue Ribbon on a normal basis, but you have seen Garth Brooks live. I know because I was there with you. So hey, we got that going at least. Yeah, we can say that. I'm not sure. They're more like you mentioned the. Uh, red dirt kind of country, the twang kind of country. Uh, they go back to all of it. And I'm just like, oh, I'm here for the mainstream popular Garth Brooks. Sorry, that's all I can give you. So I got to ask you because we, you know, we got a couple more stories here before we put a ribbon on this. I've got to ask you about your yellow tooth girl. I, I, I remember some details about this, but I'm gonna need you to go ahead and unveil this in a more you know, cinematic way because I remember being uh, like laughing my head off about this one. And then I'll get into mine that's not quite so funny because it almost involved a double murder. Yeah, you, you're going to a dark place here. So uh, before we get there, uh, maybe this one won't be as dark. Uh, I go on a date with her in her profile picture. She doesn't show her teeth at all. Uh, of course, why would you if you have a yellow darkened front chomper? And uh, I go on this date, we're out to eat, and it's fine. And I don't really notice it. Like, I'm wondering if it's the light or something. And I just, I just kind of put it off. And I'm like, no, like, surely it was just the light. I didn't really notice it as we were talking. And, and uh, it wasn't a very long dinner. She said she had a few minutes. We went out for appetizers, and that was it. And uh, the next time she invites me over uh, to her house, so I'm like, oh, I can investigate this further because I had a decent time at dinner. She's, she's all right. And uh, she does have a little kid there and she's smoking. She's smoking like a chimney. I didn't, she didn't smoke at dinner. She didn't say that on her profile. And so 
immediately I'm horrified and turned off by that. And the kids in there like crawling around on her bed. And I'm like, are you, I hate, like, it's not my business really, but it's already like I'm here. So maybe you shouldn't smoke with a little, she's like, Oh, it's fine. I'm like, but it's not fine. And so I'm turned off by that. And I do notice now I'm like, it wasn't the light. I'm here. I'm sitting right next to her. That is a yellow darkened front chomper. There's no getting away from it. There's no light. There's no thing that I can put this off on or say, no, maybe it's this, maybe it's that it's the smoking. It's whatever else is going on there. Uh, not great hygiene, I'm guessing, something. But then two, uh, she just is texting. I'm like, oh, what's going on? She's like, oh, two of my friends are coming over. And I'm like, oh boy, I this is not, this is more than I bargained for. This is not what I'm in here for. And then they come over and he's got like a, a 12 pack with him, a beer. He's like, you want something, man? And just real country. And they're just talking about how he just got out of jail and I'm just like, oh, what am I doing here? This is not my space or zone or, or kind of people. I've bitten off more than I can chew. As I said last time, I've done that several times, but we're just going through twice here. And her and her friend, her girlfriend, walk out, and I'm left with this baby crawling around in this smoke-filled room and this guy just down in this 12-pack. Apparently, it's all for him. He offered me one, but he, I didn't take it. And so he's down in these, and he's man, what, what kind of music you like? Uh, you ever been to jail? Uh, you own a gun? I got one out in my truck. I'm just like, uh, uh no, like I, I can't talk to you. And so I'm just trying to like, oh, I'm just watching, trying to find something on TV here. Like, please stop talking to me and focus on the TV. But he kept talking to me and they just would not come back. Five minutes, 15 minutes, 30 minutes. And they're just still somewhere talking. And I'm just, I finally turned to him. I'm like, oh, I'm going to go see where they are. He's like, oh, don't worry about it, man. Just stay here and sit and talk to me. I, I don't know where they're at. They're just gabbing. The girls are gabbing. And I'm like, no, I'm, I really need to go find them. And I started walking outside and I didn't see him. And I just kept walking to my car, got in and took off. And she texted me like, where'd you go? We were coming right back. And I was like, oh, I went out to find you. You weren't there. And uh, I didn't know if something happened. And uh, then I got a message from my dad that said uh, he needed some help uh, moving some stuff at his uh, rental property. And so I just had to take off. I'm sorry. And just kind of let it drift off uh, through text, just less frequent, less frequent until it drifted off. And I guess she met someone else. But that was just a horrifying experience altogether, realizing that, yes, it is a yellow, dark and front chomper. She smokes like a chimney, doesn't care that her little kid is in the room. Uh, her friends are coming over down and drink. She leaves me there with this random guy who's just got out of prison and has a gun in his truck. Just wow. And I just had nothing to do with her since then. And uh, really online dating since then. That was one of my uh, last experiences uh, in my trials and tribulations of online dating. Well, I know we both have horror stories. We have one. We're going to talk about Rachel in a future episode and I can't wait to do it. Um, it should bear to be repeated that uh, both of us have, you know, had uh, an experience or there with someone that was really nice and that was, you know, not a scourge of society, but just, you know, it just doesn't work. That happens. That's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. That's everyday life. That's, you know, online dating or real uh, normal dating. However you meet someone, that's just kind of how it is. And we both had experiences like that where you're with someone that's perfectly pleasant, perfectly fine. They don't smoke and uh, they don't try to kill you um, or they, <laughs> nor do they force you into any sort of nude burlesque dancing, but it just doesn't work. That's all part of it. And that's just, you know, you can't uh, totally downgrade that. But for me, Noah, the only thing that really, that when I think about this and if somebody really puts a gun to my head and says, ha, that's actually a purposeful pun there because 
um, I was on a few dates with, with a girl that, you know, it was um, nothing, it was just casual, hanging out, went out to eat a couple times. And a few dates into it, I wind up at her house and um, she has a young child that's there um, in bed and just watching TV there. And all of a sudden you hear this, what's going on there? Who's on there? What are you doing? You hear this just like raspy, gravelly, like very threatening voice from the outside. And she kind of looks over at me and goes, oh man, it's my ex. And I'm like, I'm sorry? Like, <laughs> what? Your ex is here? Um, and you hear, keep hearing this banging. It finally comes to him saying, open up, I've got a gun, I'm coming in there. And I'm just like, this is how it ends. This is how it ends. I, I, I'm gonna be shot and killed over someone that I don't really care that much about on a date that shouldn't even be happening in the first place that I'm just doing out of relative boredom and because it's not football season. Oh my God, like this is how it's gonna end because I'm just thinking this guy's gonna get in and, and shoot us. And she, I'll never forget the look on her face. She so casually picks up her cell phone and not urgently whatsoever. There's no urgency. She, instead of dialing 911, she just speaks into the speaker and goes, Siri, dial 911. I'm just like, um, this, there's a madman here with a gun. He's going to find his way in. This is insane. Like, needs some urgency. <laughs> and she just sort of casually tells him, yeah, my ex is here. He's trying to break in and he says he has a gun. Uh, the police come. I don't know what to do. I feel like I have to stay there to sort of get the story all straight. I mean, obviously the guy runs off and the police are there asking questions. I have to kind of give my side of it. And I'm just looking at this girl like, what in the world ever caused you to get into a situation where you now have this happening? Someone showing up at your house with a gun. Like, what is wrong? Like, I, I was totally looking down on her. I mean, I, in a way, I felt sorry for her because her son was there. And just like, what are, are the decisions? What has led to this? I mean, and I was angry, like, that it could involve me. Like, someone just, I mean, I don't have an ex lingering around. Why do you have an ex lingering around? This is crap. So the story is not over yet. But wait, there is more because the police leave. And five minutes after they leave, I still got a gun. I'm coming in there. What are you doing? I'm going to have a gun. I got a gun. Oh my God, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> He's back. Like Jack Nicholson from The Shining. He's back at the door. And I'm just like, is this real? Like, and once again, look over at her. Takes out her phone. Casually, just almost annoyed. Instead of horrified, she's annoyed. And just, Siri, call 911. And <laughs> so... At this point, I'm like, he's going to get it. He, he had like got, there's like a, it was kind of a duplex. There's like a garage that would attach from one duplex. I don't know. Somehow he was like in that garage banging around. I, I thought, I was like, it's over. He's in. He doesn't get in. The police come back again. And at that point, I'm like, I'm out. Like I, <laughs> I left. I, I didn't want anything to do with that situation again. And just the horror of that, the fact that you can get put in a situation like that, turned me off to the entire thing altogether. And like, I, it was never the same. I uh, pretty much left the, the online world of dating right there. I mean, my profiles might have still been out there, but like I was deleting the apps. I was not messing with it. I didn't care about even deleting my, I just wanted nothing to do with that again. And man, reliving it again, it's just, it's, a, it's just amazing that I got to live on and not only see the Chiefs win a Super Bowl, but the world to end in March with the pandemic. So, hey, it's not all, not all bad. Yeah, you got a few more years before the world ended. Uh, yours didn't end that night, thankfully. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I can't say that I've ever had really my life 
threatened or put in jeopardy uh, really like that close with someone knocking on the door there. Uh, I've been worried about my life a few times and maybe we'll get to that in a future episode and uh, one relationship that I had. I, I felt like my life was going to be threatened, but I don't know if it was ever actually put in that much jeopardy and, and that close to possibly something happening. If he gets in, what's he going to do? That's a scary thing to think about. I mean, you made it out okay. The cops were called uh, the second time. You just got out and you were fine. But what if he did make it in? That's something scary to think about. Yeah, it is. And so, you, you know, you don't want to put your, I'm someone that does not want to put myself out of my comfort zone into harm's way at all. And so once that happened, it was pretty much the end of the road for me. And that was, um, you know, several years back. So um, yeah. Um, so that part of our lives, you can shut the door on. Uh, but for a lot of people <laughs> yeah. that are still out there and still trying it, you know, um, best of luck, of course, there's um, a lot of things out there. There's a lot of people out there. You got to kind of be weary of. I hope if you're a guy listening to this, you've kind of been uh, warned of some some of the kind of women that are out there. Um, of course, there's women out there that are just looking for things like a sugar daddy. And you know what? That's okay. If that's understood, a woman should be able to go get that. I hope so. I hope that you know you can you can pay for all your facials and pedicures for from now to the end of time if, if that's what you want. Um, I'm all about it. You know, I'm all about free enterprise. Um, the online dating world is a, is a huge, a huge thing, huge, these uh, apps are wildly popular and they continue to thrive, but they're going to be thriving certainly without either one of us. So <laughs> that's, that's the yeah, good I thing. Mean, this ends in a good news, a good it news. It does. And I would just say for anyone out there who's going to go on there or who is on there, uh, Clint and I are out of that world. We have been for years and, and we're not going back, but, uh, we don't want to make it all bad news. There are good people out there, but I just say, be honest. Like Clint said, if you're looking for a sugar, sugar daddy, if you're looking for a hookup, if you're looking for a boyfriend, if you're just looking to hang out with his friends, just be honest about it from the get go. Uh, lots of different pictures, full body pictures, different angles, uh, share all sorts of things. Don't try to hide who you are. Be confident, be positive about who you are, what you're looking for, and just be honest. And that's uh, where you'll find the most out of the experience of online dating. And we've shared some stereotypes of women on the online dating sites. And guys, if you're listening to this, if you have different ones, please share those. And women, if you're listening to this, you're like, hey, that's not fair. Please hit us up uh, on the Breaking Norms page. We have a, a group as well on Facebook. Hit us up there and uh, let us know some stereotypes of men that you've seen on online dating. So we want to make this fair. We want to make it equal. We want to hear uh, the women's point of view, their side. So definitely feel free to interact and, and let us know your side of the story. Well, we're going to be back with a new topic next week here on Breaking Norms. So go uh, to the Facebook page and we'll be able to vote on the topic here in the next uh, 24 hours or so. Uh, we're going to put up a, a poll and you can vote on that. So we love uh, interacting with you guys. Uh, obviously, Noah and I are, are uh, very different. We do this podcast because we're different, because we've chosen a path like following our dreams over, you know, having a family, things like that. We're going to be talking about that much more on the podcast. We're going to be talking about things like adulting, paying personal property taxes. Like whoever came up with that, it's insane. We're going to be talking about that much, much more here on Breaking Norms. Hope you'll press that subscribe button on Apple Podcasts. Google Play, Stitcher, or Spotify. Any way you choose to take in the show, we appreciate it. Always love the feedback. Again, hit us up on our Facebook page, Breaking Norms. And you can join our group, Breaking Norms, on Facebook. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll be back next week here on Breaking Norms.